Welcome to The Pod Has Been Cast, Book Two, Fall of the Void. Greetings, travelers from galaxies beyond. This is The Pod Has Been Cast, a sci-fi Dungeons and Dragons space epic. Who's playing with me today? My name is Robert Leahy. I use he-him pronouns, and I am playing Xandar Radnax, who also uses he-him pronouns. Hey, y'all. My name is Bianca Phipps. I use they-them pronouns, and I'm playing Hart, who also uses they-them pronouns. And my name is Carlos Olmedo. I use he-him pronouns, and I play Rainhole Winter, who uses she-her pronouns. And I'm Jules. I'll be your Voidmaster this evening, and I use they-them pronouns. You know what? We're just so clean so often, it's We're almost just... not worth even remarking on anymore. We're just, <laughs> yeah. You're witnessing our birth as professionals. Yeah. 100%. You're witnessing yeah. our birth! <laughs> We're crowning. We did just realize. Like... <laughs> Gross. Yes. Our crowning yes. achievements. Gross. <laughs> Gross. Uh, while I mop off this uh, afterbirth, yeah. why don't we check in with one of our favorite characters? <laughs> so clean. To, to find out what happened last time. <laughs> Fuck. Last time on the Pottisman cast, we left Dungeon 1 in a small clipper with a lot of questions. It kind of reminds me of when we left the freighter a long time ago. As we made our way to the Corsair, we were pursued by five who wanted his ship back. After duking it out for a while, Xandar came up with the bright idea to strike a deal. We offered to meet him at a rendezvous point and give him his ship back in exchange for my mom, Sloan, and Jonathan. He agreed, very suspiciously. Regardless, we made it back to the Corsair safely. Tanya slithered over to Xandar and told him she had something urgent to share. She later showed him a video of us fighting that one warforged from Park Station, and she hinted that she may have a very powerful strategy for our war efforts. Yeah, so we'll pick up right there with you, Xandar. You're staying in front of all these screens. You're seeing shots of your battle with the warforged. I'm specifically, like, really, like, finely edited um, images of heart sort of cleansing that one Warforged. It does cut out right before it goes berserk, but sort of set up in a way that looks like like heart, you know, finished that thing off with uh, heart's powers. Um, and Tanya's just sort of standing over your shoulder as you watch. What do you think? This is really great work. I am very impressed. This could seriously shift the tides in our favor. That's what I'm saying. I knew you'd understand. Now, my praise is high, and seeing you achieve something like this and contribute in this way sort of makes me want to clear the air a little bit. Uh, I have to admit to you that, uh, well, I don't know if it's intuition or instincts or what. Maybe it's a game-recognizing game in a way, but... I had Donnie do a little bit of a dive into your past. Oh, yes. And what did little Donald find? Well, nothing, really, uh, which is what is so unsettling. Uh, 
I understand the need to maybe erase yourself and go off the grid a bit, but look, if there's a reason not to trust you, we should talk about it. But otherwise, I'm going to give you the benefit of the doubt. Well, I appreciate that. I suppose I have manufactured this personality. That's something I do. But I'm here for good reasons. I want to make sure we come out on the other side of this thing looking sparkling. And I can do that. I am something of a journalist. And I think we could do really great things together, Mr. Captain Counselor. Rat necks. That's nice. <laughs> you, you flatter me. You flatter me. Look, I, you're a member of this crew, and uh, I trust you just like I'd trust myself with with anyone else. You know, so uh, don't don't take advantage of us. We're we're a special group, and and we can really do some great things. And I think the void needs to see that. So what I'm asking you for, and she sort of like puts a hand on. You're like, uh, you know, like, like the edge of your voice. So you're sort of like, you're tracing like a little line with her nail. Is access? Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't far off last time. To what? To what? <laughs> Just the crew. I want to do interviews. Nothing <sighs> unseemly, but I think the void needs to know. Who's fighting for them? Don't you agree? Uh, yeah. I think that some recognition has been earned and is deserved among this crew. Uh, and, and of it, course, I won't send out anything without you having your eyes on it. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, run it by me, run it by Rain, run it by Heart. We're, we're kind of making decisions as a team on this one. Of course. Well then, I have a lot of work to do. And uh, sorry, before I leave, uh, let's keep this professional. Uh, forgive me if I overstepped. Although, if you don't find Tanya to your liking, I could just as easily be someone else. Well, again, uh, you can be anyone you'd like. I'd like yes, you to I be. Can. I'd like you to. I'd like you to feel comfortable. Uh, just making sure that it's very clear that uh, I'm being explicit. That signals aren't getting mixed here. Uh, and absolutely it, not. Great signals are my specialty, after all. Great, great. Yeah. Well. All right. Great. Uh, that's great. And you're great. <laughs> <laughs> and you're doing great work. <laughs> As you were, Captain. As however you'd like to be. And then I leave the room. <laughs> <laughs> um, you are about to like sort of enter conference with Hestia. Does anyone want to do anything prior to that? Yes. Yes. Uh, uh, we'll have a mini meeting before our meeting with Hestia. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, just a quick, um, so I, what I want to do is, is as we're like waiting, um, are we in the conference room? You tell me. Um, is Hestia already present in the conference? No, uh, uh, Donnie has the channel ready. Okay. Um, then I think we are in there probably, right? 
Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so I will tell them about what Maeve saw in their last moments in the machine about, um, um, uh, I'm trying to think of how to describe this. Um, can I, I don't, <laughs> there's no way that I would be able to just like play my memory like a little video for them, would there? <laughs> I don't think we've ever talked about that before. I don't think it works that way, does it? Um, an old timey movie projector comes yeah. out of your head. And, I think uh, if you had like a spell like Minor Illusion or like Silent Image or something like that, you could probably do it. I don't think there's a way for you to like naturally display your memories. Sure, that makes sense. Okay, then then I will, um, um, I think that Hart will explain it then um, and is struggling with, obviously, is struggling with um, admitting this happened because it feels like a failure on their part. Um, mm. But they will tell Xandar and Rain, there is reason to believe that we did not completely shut down the Warforged process. Yeah, that's how I felt leaving that place, that we had sort of only half finished what we came there to do. Affirmative. Ezekiel was there. He made a copy of Maeve. I'm not sure what he will be able to do with the copy, or where he will be able to get a power source strong enough to run their system, but it is something we need to be aware of. And you would know, Hart, just from the piece of Maeve inside of you? that it'll take them time. And like you said, it will take a massive amount of energy, um, but they can get started again. Um, but you have definitely delayed them. Um, I'll, I'll tell them that too. I'll say we have bought ourselves some time, but we have not completely obliterated the option of the Warforged. He didn't make a copy of you, right? Did he? Not to your knowledge. Not to my knowledge, though I I do feel uncomfortable discovering that that is a possibility. But uh, no, he seemed quite finished with me. Well, interesting. Not that we need any more fuel on the fire for public enemy number one, but I just, I just, I know, I know he's a terrible guy and, and, I just feel bad for all the times that we sort of put you in a room with him alone. I apologize for not having your back. Negative. You have nothing to apologize for. His behavior is not your responsibility. Mm. And I'll remind you at this point, Hart, that you still have a card that you can use to contact That is true. Um, and I you still do. also have that bag uh, that belongs to Maeve. That, oh, um, yeah. I want to dig through my bag. Where you going? Bed out. Bed out. <laughs> Hart, Hart just wheelies away here. really quickly. <laughs> Hart, where are you going? <laughs> yeah, so this bag, it looks like kind of like a normal mechanics bag. Um, it's kind of like Ooh. dusty. It's like leathered. It looks like, you know, kind of worn. But when you open it up, Hart, it sort of opens up to this inky, endless blackness um, that you know can be used to store almost an unlimited amount of things so long as they fit inside the bag. Um, You know exactly what's in there, um, at least in the back of your mind you do. You pull out a few objects. Actually, go ahead and roll me let's call it D4. Okay. I can imagine the shot perfectly. It's like just the inky black void and then all of a sudden like these little hands 
like poke Eat? through and yeah. open a circle <laughs> and it's like it's all so of cool. our heads in a big like circle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that. I, I, um, love I that. rolled a three. Three? Okay. Yeah, you pull out um three potions of greater healing. Sick. Whoa. Um in like little vials. Uh, like syringes almost. Um you pull out a silver pair of boots. Ooh. Um you pull out a rifle. Nice. And with it is like a suitcase. Um, and you pull out a, um, arm. Uh, this is an arm. (laughs) Yeah. You know that this is like a, um, similar to the shields you have, this is an attachment. Um, so you could take off the arm that you have, um, and put this arm on. This is a, uh, it's red. It's a little sleeker than your arm. Um, Yeah. Do I know what it does? You know that this is an arm blade. And were you to attach this, um, you would be able to wield it. Uh, You can do, I think, you know, your memories are still kind of like jostled with Maeve's. Mm -hmm. um, So you can do a check to like figure out exactly what this thing does. um, As with any of these other objects. Or you can just kind of poke around with them. I can actually Um, help with that. Um, If I have some time to cast a ritual, I can cast Identify. Yeah, let's say that you spend some time with these objects so you kind of learn what they are. So you know that this arm blade, um, were you to uh, attach it and put it on, um, the blade that juts out is a um, a piercing blade of radiant light. Oh, God, that's cool. Oh, my God. The blade sword functions as a plus two longsword. Holy shit. Um, shit. That does radiant damage instead of slashing damage. Damn. It is um, (laughs) not similar to any other property that we do not have the rights to. Of course. (laughs) We would never even dream of touching copyright things. Um, Do I, do I, um, would I, can I know the the stats? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it, so it's the um, same sort of damage as a longsword is. I think a longsword one-handed is a D8, two-handed is a D10. Mm-hmm. Um, longsword uses strength, and this is a plus two weapon to um, to hit and to damage. Whoa, Whoa. Cool. cool. Um, you know so cool. that these That's so cool. boots are rocket boots. Um, they Whoa. function similarly, almost exactly, to uh, boots of flying. Um, so they have a certain amount of hours a day, uh, that they can like use the, their fly capability. Uh, beyond that, they just turn into normal boots. Um, but they will give you a fly speed equal to, uh, 30 feet. uh, I slide those over towards, um, my friends and say, um, if one of you would like to wear them, I do not believe they will fit me. Well, this rifle is calling my name. No, kidding. <laughs> and I open the suitcase, and it's a suitcase of holding. Oh, mama likey. <laughs> uh, yeah, this appears to be a pretty standard, like, military-issue rifle. Um, as you open that suitcase, you see a number of attachments for it slotted in. 
Um, this would be a good thing to write down anybody who can. I am I am jotting it down. Your yes. <laughs> <laughs> <Lord> master. <laughs> you see that there is a high caliber nozzle mm. that'll add um, plus one to damage rolls with this rifle. Um, you see that there is a sniper scope that will add a plus two uh, to hit with the rifle and also expand its maximum range by 30 feet, but also expand its um, disadvantage range, like its close range, by 30 feet. So it is less useful at close range, but more useful at long range I with the sniper rifle attached. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, cool. that's really cool. There is another nozzle uh, for the barrel uh, that is like a silencer um, that will like allow the weapon to be used without like sort of blowing a stealth check. Um, that would be in place of like so. So there's that's like a for the nose of the gun, um, similar to the um, high velocity barrel. Um, so you can switch those out. There's also three ammo cartridges. Um, one of them will add. Um, these are cryo bullets. Bullets what? that will change change your weapon's damage type to cold. Um, there are uh, like um explosive rounds that'll change your damage type to uh, thunder. And there is oh, a cool. like sort of like a, a battery pack that you could replace the ammo cartridge with that'll make the gun fire similar to like a laser and make your damage type radiant. Jesus. Whoa. Make your damage type what? Damn. Sick. I'm I'm gonna handcuff this suitcase to my wrist. I think I'm a, I think I'm yeah. a suitcase handcuffed to my wrist guy now. <laughs> now changing out any of these um, mods um, takes an action. Keep Got it. Um, okay. Changing the mods takes one. I'll write this down and I'll put it in our. Um, I'll put it for our Discord for us. Um, Thanks. I will slide definitely the the rifle and the attachments towards Xandar. No hesitation. What? I'm like, mm-hmm. gifts for our survival. And I will, um, so I'll give you the gun. Um, and I'll give Rain the boots. Um, I'm like shaking my tiny pistol. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, you're, you gotta, um, and I'm going to ask Rain if she will help me switch out my punching arm for my sword arm. Yeah, anytime. Of course, pal. Sword and shield, baby. Uh Jules, really quick, yeah. would I be able to use my magical tinkering to make these uh, rocket boots like Jordans? <laughs> I, I, I physically don't think I can stop you. You know what? I cannot keep asking. Okay. Yeah, I think you can paint on a Nike switch on there. Yes. Oh, and I'll yeah, also um, cool. write this down on your sheets. I'll also give you each one of the healing potions. Ooh. Oh, greater cool. healing. Nice. Greater healing. Just in case. You never know. Did we have a long rest by chance, Jules? I don't think you did. Okay. Just checking. I don't think you would have had time. Potion with greater. Thanks for the gifts, Dad. Yeah, no problem. Um, yeah, and those rifles, that rifle came with those modifications, but those modifications might be compatible with other types of guns. They seem like kind of swappable. Mm-hmm. So, so if you cool. wanted to put some of those mounts on a pistol, it might work. Okay. 
It depends. Mm-hmm. I thought you were gonna be. I thought you were gonna say like, oh, so you can like actually use them on like your gun if you have like some kind of sentimental connection to it. But my gun's like already in a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did lose your gun, didn't you? That sucks. <laughs> okay, um, uh, we got uh, new weapons. I'm gonna put my arm in my room. Uh, one last thing. I'm gonna thing. put my arm in my room. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna put my arm in my room. Um, one last thing I want to check before we start our meeting is can we can we peruse through the tablet of Dr. Krell? Absolutely, yeah. Um, it is password protected, but you can roll a hacking tool check to get into it. Come on. Sorry. Come on, baby. <laughs> uh, that's a 16. Yeah, you find a wealth of data on Warforged on this tablet. It seems to be all of Dr. Krell's files on their construction, um, their composition, sort of where they were having trouble with the process, where they are currently at with the process, and like kind of like future specifications on where they could possibly go. Nice. Damn. There's a lot of information on here. Yeah, I don't think we have time to read all of this, but I definitely in my downtime can... Spend some time reading up on this. Yeah, we up. can um, have Donnie read some of it too. Mm-hmm. Split the load. Mm-hmm. Maybe Rain too. She can read, right? Uh, she was looking at this tablet prior to you taking it. That's Liam Which is a little alarming. All the time. Okay, okay. <laughs> listen, listen, listen. We can't enter this look, podcast look, look, into, look. That, into that discourse. <laughs> we have no opinion on Funny Girl or anything else. Yeah, my, my statements do not reflect this, <laughs> the beliefs of the podcast. <laughs> right, not having Liam Michelle meet me in a dark alley to be... <laughs> to beat me with a textbook that she can't read. Um, <laughs> so I listened to episode 74. Stop, stop, stop. I'm a huge we fan, can't. by the way. Oh, please, Liam. Please listen to our podcast. Please listen to our podcast, Liam Michelle. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay um, we, we should also maybe send these files to Hestia. Maybe she'll be yeah. able to get something good. Yeah. This is Open, really good info. Yeah. Full transparency. Mm-hmm. Nice. I, I believe we are prepared to begin the meeting. All right. Yeah, I'm ready. Uh, Donnie will open up a line with um, Hestia. Um, she sort of appears as a hologram within the room. Is there anyone else here with you? Uh, is it just the core three of you? I think it's just us. Yeah, yeah. just the core okay. three and Donnie. And All Donnie. right, cool. Yeah, Hestia appears. Why haven't you checked in already? Whew, well, we got put through the ringer, let me tell you. Yeah, I see you're rough. still alive. Yep. Yeah, I see you're still alive too. You look great. Yeah, even on a hologram. Report. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, we didn't exactly, at least as far as we know, completely shut down the Warforge process, but we sure did a hell of a lot of damage and. Uh, from what I understand, like released some monsters in their lab and destroyed some important equipment, and I'm, I'm sure we slowed them down quite a bit. Affirmative. Yeah. Yes, that is reflected by my intel as well. This would be an ideal time for a strike on both Park Station and Dungeon One. I have a number of our battleships in position outside the ring. On your call... I will send them over, and we can begin bombardment. 
What is the plan for evacuation? I'm afraid we don't have time for evacuation, Hart. We have to strike quickly and decisively. Their reinforcements are already en route. But there are people on those... The prisoners are still there. I know the three of you are new to this. But sacrifices must be made. I do not understand. Hestia, I I understand that we need to move quickly, but I feel like if we just blast away at Dungeon 1, we're going to lose some really important intel. You were unable to recover any intel on your time there? Well, we have some right here, and I hold up the tablet, regarding all the Warforged that they've been producing. We haven't had much time to read it, but we think that... Donald, forward the documents inside that tablet to me. Um, Donnie sort of, like, looks at her, looks at you, and, like, sort of takes a hesitant, like, step forward. I'm like, yeah, kid, here, take it. Uh, Donnie takes it and, like, attaches, like, a little wire to it, you know, like a cool wire, mm-hmm. a sci-fi mm-hmm. one. Yeah, a sci-fi wire. <laughs> a dongle. Sci-fi wire. A dongle. Yeah, a yeah, like a dongle. dongle. And Donnie, uh, Donnie the dongle. Says, <laughs> 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 wow, new nickname. Transfer in progress. As it's transferring, I say, this is all of the data that they've collected so far, but we don't know what type of technology that they have, what sort of advancements that they're working on that that, that hasn't been solidified. You know what I mean? Like, if we destroy all of the equipment and all of the labs that they have there, we won't be able to get any insight into any sort of defense against the Warforged in other locations. What we destroy can't hurt us. If you delay... You risk them being yes, able to regroup. How do we know that they don't have the same machines in different locations? And then once we get there, we'd just be walking we into a trap. All right, Rain. This is your call. We can delay attack. Whatever happens, that's going to be on you. That is unfair. I do not understand the purpose of destroying Dungeon 1 when we have already put a, put a pause on the Warforged process. That was the only reason we went there. There are still prisoners. They're innocent. And that's a priority. Those prisoners could be used to make future Warforged if we give them time to retake Dungeon. And Park Station is their main food supply. If we cut off both, we cripple them. Can we not instead remove the prisoners so that there is no fuel for the Warforged? We'll be sitting ducks while we do. I look at Rain... Um, because I know we left people behind and we don't know if we don't know when five is planning on meeting us. Like we don't know if they're there or not, or if that's even still a possibility. We need to evacuate some people and by evacuating those people, not only will we save their lives, but we'll gain really important intel that will help us in other missions. If we destroy this dungeon one, we'll we'll be putting ourselves in very risky positions for other missions. And so therefore, I'm okay with the responsibility being on my shoulders because I really think it's a good idea. Well, if that's your call, I can't stop you from here. Let's hope you're right and this supposed intel is worth the loss. We may be able to meet halfway, 
If you could send reinforcements to Park Station, we actually need to rendezvous there anyway, uh, and it might be nice to have some muscle behind us. Rendezvous for what? For Counselor Hallwinter. We've made a deal. A deal? With whom? With, uh... The warden. Well, I, I guess Rain's brother. <laughs> Gross. Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> the rescue of Counselor Hallwinter was not a priority for this mission. It was for us. <laughs> you may find you are needed elsewhere. And um, she's going to tell you the status of your friends. But first, we need to determine the status of your friends. No. So you guys are going to make some rolls for No! Yes. Oh, boy. Um, to determine how well the other squads have performed. I'm going to put it in your hands and not mine. <laughs> um, each of these squads, so this would be Red, Reggie, and Durgan, and this would be the Casses. Need to make two successful checks to advance their missions. Um, on a success, um, the missions are going well. It might not need your intervention. On failures, um, it's going poorly, and your intervention will help uh, move things along. Um, let's start with Reggie and Durgan. Now, these two are not on good terms we established before they went on this mission, so they are going to just be rolling these straight as individuals. The first is going to be a piloting check. Um, Red Reggie adds an 11 to a piloting check. Uh, okay. One of you can make that roll. Oh, wait. No! <laughs> now, for those of you listening to this podcast, they just did nose goes. We just did nose goes. I thought Robert was volunteering. Nope. <laughs> just the opposite, actually. Uh, I have an 11? Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Please don't fuck this up. So stressful. Me. Okay. Oh, thank God. That's a 30. Whoa. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's a 30. 19 on the die. All right, that's one success. The next is going to be Durgan making a survival check. Durgan is going to add five to that. (laughs) Gotcha. Carlos wasn't even paying attention. I wasn't. I wasn't. Here we go. Okay. How much was the addition to the roll? Five. Five? Okay, Durgan, I don't really care about you, so let's see. (laughs) (laughs) Reverse psychology with the dice. (laughs) I rolled a 14 for Durgan. 14, okay. Um, Let's check in on the Casses. Similar situation, they are not rolling any of these with advantage. They are just working almost as individuals. Uh, The first is going to be a stealth check that... Cassiopeia is going to make. Cassiopeia is going to add seven to this. All right. Cass, take the wheel. (laughs) (laughs) I got a 12. Okay. And the next check is a... um, You could use persuasion or deception 
that Cassandra Cross is going to make, Cassandra is going to add seven to this as well. All right, I'll take this one again, I guess. Yeah, you do this one too. All right. <laughs> Can't roll poorly twice in a row, right? Yeah, right? Yeah. Okay, that's a 24. Nice. Nice, okay. nice, nice. Yeah. Okay. We were right. You can't roll a bad you can't choice. <laughs> can't proven right. <laughs> so, um, what Hestia will tell you is both teams are in similar positions. Um, with Red Reggie's team on the, I believe they were on an unnamed ship. They were just sort of on a council ship. The second dibs. Oh, you're absolutely right. Wow, I forgot about the second dibs. Whoops. Um, on the second dibs, um, she knows for a fact that they made it to the rendezvous point. They got to where they were supposed to be. Um, but after that, similar to um, Shale's ship, they lost contact. Um, they have not received any updates. They just sort of have disappeared. Mm. Um, with the Cass's, uh they sustained a lot of damage upon entry to Hobgoblin. Um, they know that the decision maker um, suffered like a, a pretty like uh, it was basically grounded on Hobgoblin. But it seems like they have established like communication with Cassandra's contact and are on route to retrieve the sphere. Cool. Um but they don't have any means of extraction currently. Damn it. Um, so those are the situations with your two teams. Again, you're in a similar situation to last time where you can pick one of these teams to help out with, or you can do something completely different. Well, I think, well. Our, I think our two options are to go try to find Reg and Durgan and by extension Shale or to execute our plan to get Zelda Hallwinter back. I hesitate to send us on a mission to uh, expedite the retrieval of the sphere because I think that Hestia feels a little trigger happy right now and the, same thing. the faster mm-hmm. weapons get into her hands I think the hastier we're gonna be making some irrevocable decisions mm-hmm. affirmative yeah and I'll be clear on sort of what is on the line with all of these options so the main focus of the Red Reggie Durgan mission was to save the gobbler right. and secure dwarven support in the war effort by doing so. Um, Cass, as we just talked about, was securing the sphere um, of annihilation that uh, several people want in their hands. And you are currently in the human system. If you were to make a play for Homeworld, um, you could do that. You have good intel that that is where... uh, Buddy, God, why does... Oh my God. Um, Ezekiel is currently stationed. Um, that is where the bulk of Hal's defenses are. You could attempt to just go straight to it right now, um, but that is going to be a significant risk. Mm. 
Well, yeah. My gut is telling me that we already we already talked through evacuating Dungeon One and and taking care of my mom and Sloan, but also, you know, maybe, you know, we talk a lot about like saving the gobbler and you know gaining gaining the curry the favor currying the favor of the the people that reside there, but mm-hmm. um, maybe if we save as many people from dungeon one as possible maybe they they can help us out too you know there's a there's a plus side to that um any of the people that sloan works with if if could we is there um i'll ask this in character Mm. is there someone we trust enough to handle the negotiation for us I was if, just thinking that Horace's crew might mm. be pretty good for that, since mm. they know the area and and such. I do trust Horace with your mother, and mm-hmm. with Sloan and Jonathan, and I think if I think at this point, getting as many people as we can to fight with us is important, and I am worried about Shale. Yeah, yeah, and on top of that. Horace is basically a legend over there in Dungeon One, so if he's leading the effort towards our rebellion, um, I think you know the people that look up to him will follow suit. So I, I think it would be a really good idea to have Horace. I agree. I think that's a really good idea. It is I think, also. I think we should be careful of what we are asking of him. He did yeah. make it pretty clear. You know, I think rendezvous and outside of park station for a negotiation is one thing, but he ain't going back to that prison. Affirmative. Right. I do not think it will be necessary if your mother and Sloan were able to rally the troops as they hoped to. It's possible that the people who are on Dungeon 1 will be ready for an evacuation regardless of our presence there. Yeah, we can just try our best, you know? Um, and then, and then I agree with what Xandar was saying about the sphere of annihilation, I mean, like, I, I think Hestia is getting a little freaky with trying to blow shit up. So, have you maybe, like muted the line? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's like covered up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, we haven't this muted, like, but we did cover we, up the we, mic. Uh, we, yeah, we opened up a, a breakout room. Yeah, she's um furious. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. She's always furious. Um, um, yeah, I. I agree. I think that I think I think we are we are in a unique opportunity to fight a war as a war has never been fought and should not follow in the footsteps of what is expected. Yeah. So it feels like it feels like going to going to Dungeon 1 and evacuating as many people as possible before Hestia blows shit up will both help us hopefully in the long term with extra forces, extra people, maybe um, save my mom, save Sloan and also assuage Hestia for a minute, let her blow some things up and have have her fun. And then we can save the gobbler and maybe curry the favor of the dwarves that are there. And then once we save as many people as we can, then we can prepare. And maybe that gives us time to talk to Hestia, you know, talk her down a little bit. But we'll also give Cass and Cass time to secure the sphere. Exactly. Right. And and we might be in a better position um, 
to handle the sphere of annihilation and the cannon um, with better care. Yeah, why don't you all roll insights just to see any potential flaws in that plan? Okay. Okay. I got a 14. Okay. I got a 10. I also okay. got a 14. All right, yeah. Um, I think that sounds sound to you, Rain, as it was your plan. That makes sense. Um, the yeah. only thing that I think occurs to Xandar and Hart in addition is evacuating Dungeon 1 could take a laborious amount of time and effort. Um, so if that's something that you want to devote, devote your full resources to, you absolutely can. Just expect that not to be a quick job. Do we need to be present for the evacuation? You don't, no. I think... Then... I think... They wouldn't expect us to return. Right. And so I think it's... A, I, I, would, I would rather spend time trying to save lives than... Yeah then, you know, move very quickly just to destroy them. Yeah. We will have to ask Chorus if he'd feel comfortable handling the negotiation, because I do think if we're going to help Durgan and Red Reggie, we need to move quickly. Right. Yeah, I'd say that that's the play for the three of us. And yeah. we must assume that when we go to rescue them, we will be cut off from our resources. Right. Whatever's happened to them will presumably happen to us. I, I'd also like to get... Tanya in touch with Hestia on some efforts that she has communicated to me that she would like to uh, start pumping out some morale-boosting messaging and uh, get us a little more motivation on our side. Affirmative. I think Hestia might have the mind for how to best implement that strategy. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> so is this what you pitched to Hestia? Yes. Uh, since you're all united, go ahead and roll persuasion with advantage, one of you. Ooh. Zendor counselor. Yeah. <laughs> I got a 17. Yeah, she sort of like sighs. Um, you can tell that she's displeased by this. Um, <laughs> shocker. Uh, <laughs> Impossible to please. She yeah. says, Very well, counselor. More mouths to feed it is. At least he'll just secure some extra ships. Um, And uh, she'll move forward with your plan. So she intends to send what um, navy the council still has to Dungeon 1 to begin um, extracting as many people as they can. Mm -hmm. Um, anything with Horus on the side is probably yours to organize, though. Sure, sure. yeah. Mm -hmm. Then let's go find him. And then, do you summon him to the principal's office? Um, yeah. We're pre we pretty we? casual yeah, about kind of it. I don't, I don't think we want to put in any sort of air of punishment. You know? Yeah. No, we had over the intercom. We say, um, Horus, <laughs> your mom's here to pick you up at the black pole. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, nobody comes because nobody understands. Nobody understands that reference. <laughs> we'll, we'll yeah. go, so yeah. We should go seek out we'll go to him. Yeah, we'll go to him. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. cool. Yeah. We'll go to I mean, you make your way down. Um, as you do, let's see here. Uh, yeah. Who? 
has been in charge of engineering rain. In um, absence. And if you don't have a name, then I will pull one. I don't I don't can I make someone up? Sure. Well, actually, you know what? We asked our patrons for these names. Never mind, fuck you. Uh, that was your one shot, and you fucking blew it. Uh, no. Yeah, the only named... Bubbles McChuckleberry! <laughs> no, no. Done. The only named characters that we had on the crew were all part of the gunnery crew, right? Yeah, well, that's what I was Rat thinking. Snatch. Rat Snatch is at the pilot chair. Pilots. Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Starfallen is on the gunnery. Yes. Um, Where is my crew list? God Okay, cool. Chief Engineer currently is Rain. This would be the second in command of engineering, which will be... Ziggles? Nope. <laughs> Hush. Hush. That's uh, why we have the channel in the Discord. Let's see To here. stop me from naming characters. Yes. <laughs> Although you did put some real stinkers in here, I do see. It's a little safeguard. Uh, that's just your name. Okay, fuck off. <laughs> uh, let's do Henley Bash. Nice. Henley. Henley Bash. Um, sort of like uh, as you are making your way down to the dock, mm-hmm. um, sort of uh, circumvents your group. Uh, excuse me. May I have a word, Captain? <laughs> you may sure. speak freely. Oh, oh, thank you very much. Um. It's just about the, uh, um, prisoners in the loading dock. Uh, Some of the other crew have expressed, um, discomfort with having murderers aboard. They're part of the crew just like you. I think you'd be a little naive to think that no one on the current crew has ever killed someone before. I'll, I'll like I'll like hover over him a little bit. <laughs> we of did course, pull up a of ship course, together. I didn't mean to suggest it's only that none of us have been convicted of a crime. You said they're on the crew. They what stations do they occupy? Uh, we we just want to make sure everyone's safe. Well, we're on our way to have a conversation with them right now. We will. Oh, good. Discuss. I'll tell the rest of the crew that you're handling them. You are I dismissed. Don't... Oh, um, very good, Captain. Um, and Henley, uh, leaves. <laughs> I'll turn to Rain and be like, I don't like that guy. Yeah, I don't like him either. And, and, and also talking about murdering people, I don't know about you, my armpits are really sweaty. That was kind of stressful. I forgot about that. <laughs> <laughs> I believe but, we may, it may be of some use to us to have a meeting with the whole crew in terms of Morality and alignment. I just thought, you know, I'm, I guess I'm just a little disappointed, and, and pardon my frustration, but yeah. I thought we had sort of squashed that sentiment already, and to have it crop up again with new skin, new skin is disappointing. Affirmative. Yeah. Should I? Um, this is uh, Donnie. It sort of speaks up. Would you like me to reprimand Henley? No, I don't think any punishments are in order, but we'll have a we'll have a crew dinner tonight and have a bit of a conversation. Clear the air. Yes, Captain. 
Thank you, uh, You Donnie. make your way down to the loading dock and you see um, they're in the place where you left them. They're still sort of in the corner of this uh, large room. Uh, I will approach Horace and be like, so how was the joyride? <laughs> That's fine. Uh, you know, she um, she handles really well. Yeah, I like uh, to keep her to tuned tight. I like yeah. to keep her tuned pretty tight. <laughs> uh, you know, I wouldn't mind um, doing some... I don't want to step on anyone's toes, but I do know a little bit about uh, mechanical work, and I could be useful around here. Yeah, y- y'all's usefulness is exactly what we came down here to discuss. We are ecstatic to have you aboard, and, you know, the more hands, the merrier in the current predicament that we're in. We appreciate it, and you're welcome here. I appreciate that, Captain Xandar. <laughs> Come on, Horace. <laughs> you don't gotta worry about titles with me. Hey, look, I I wanna address sort of the elephant on the ship, so to speak, and... Uh, uh, you see Norg speaks nice. up and says, What did I tell you? What did I tell you? They're gonna kick us off. They don't want us here. No, no, Norg, you... You're, no, Norg. <laughs> Norg, you are, you are part of this crew. You are not kicked off. We will, we will make you just as useful as everyone else is. But I, uh, I just wanted to acknowledge some of the side eyeing you may be receiving from the rest of our less enlightened crew, and we're gonna change that story. Side eyeing. You see, Waldo, San Diego, look with a teary, like sort of look in his eyes. <laughs> Hi, I didn't see you there. <laughs> Where in the world did you come from? Nobody notices. Waldo San Diego. Well, look at this. And he sort of like moves like one of the boxes over in um uh, in this corner and like kind of written in graffiti on the wall is like um murderers out the airlock. <gasps> Rude. Oh my god. Uh, oh my god. I thought well, yeah, more this than... is not why we brought paint on board. It was for enrichment, <laughs> yeah. not for this. Yeah. The mural's not done. The mural. <laughs> uh, Horace uh, looks over Waldo. Calm down, Waldo. Listen, we don't blame the crew. We understand. Still, it is unfair, and we recognize that. Well, how can we be of help? Well, we wanted to pitch... Uh... We wanted to pitch to y'all maybe doing a little bit of a trade on our behalf. Uh, you see Nork gets a wild look in his eye and starts, like, elbowing Waldo. It's coming, it's coming. We will give you access to a ship. Uh, I liked your idea of uh, some mechanical usefulness, maybe some, some sort of transport crew. Uh... We've got to drop the ship that we uh, took without asking um, back to its rightful owner in exchange for Rain's mother. Um, you see Nora go, fuck. God damn it, I knew it. Fuck. Is everything all right? Hell, I just knew it. I just knew it. It's too good to be true. I thought we were getting out. Too good to be fucking true. What do you mean? He wants to go back there, huh? He wants to go back to Dungeon? Negative. The rendezvous point is outside of Park Station. We came to ask because, and I look at Horace when I say this, um, you are one of the people we trust the most. What exactly am I exchanging? 
Just a ship. A ship for three people. And what do I take back? Affirmative. You will have backup with, um, from Hestia, correct? Yeah, I mean... Council Navy will give us backup. At at the very least, you'll have a second ship. Uh, I'm assuming one of you three can also fly. Yeah, I can fly. What's the two? Well, you know, you're welcome to take my clipper as well. Well, we might be on that clipper. Oh, that's right. I figured we would take the Corsair. Oh, this is the Corsair. Yeah. All right. Well, the fleet's running a little tight. But, but if we are able to get you back up from Hestia's naval fleet, then perhaps you can accompany them? Listen, we're not in a position to say no. But I gotta think. What's the Navy gonna do with us? What? Well, hopefully they're going to treat you just like we're treating everybody else that's part of this effort. (laughs) Yeah, okay, Captain. You just tell us where we need to go, what we need to do. Or if it's any solace to you, if if Hestia and the fleet wanted to, Dungeon 1 would be destroyed right now. Just the sheer fact that it's standing, is it's only standing because of this mission. And I understand that there's a lot of distrust in former powers, but things are a little different now. They're putting a lot of trust in us and this plan, and we're putting a lot of trust in you. You'll forgive me. I've used to have a lot of trust in institutions. Now I just trust in myself. You are also able to say no. This is not an order. What happens if we do say no? We will figure out another way. Uh, Roll, somebody roll persuasion. Not me. Not me. <laughs> I just bumped up my charisma score to a ten. So <laughs> I say, I say, do it. You won't. <laughs> I got a twenty-four. Yeah. Um. You say. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you see Horace like kind of look over at the other two. Hear that, boys? We get a choice. Yeah. All right. I'll do it. Let's see. Um if our faith is well placed when this is all said and done. And on the three of your behalf, I'll start seeing about what paperwork needs to be pushed through to make sure that the three of you have your records expunged. Yeah, you took a look at all of our records. I don't know if you... I don't know if you want to do that. We'll start uh, gearing up to head out. I'm sure your uh, crewmates will be glad to see the other side of us. Speaking of which, Xandar, can I talk to you for a second? And Hart, you can come too, of course. <laughs> if like, we're doing breakout rooms, I need to take a. I need to scan Donnie one more time. But if yeah, we can. You guys could. You would. Um, just really quick. Just really quick. I, I don't want to say it in front of Horace and the crew, but um, do you mind if I um talk to the crew and sort of set the record straight. I don't want to step on any toes, but I think there's a, 
misunderstanding of what's at stake and what the priorities are. And I just want to make sure that the crew that we have is um, understands uh, why we're here. Yeah, you you aren't stepping on toes at all. A lot of this responsibility has been thrust on me. I've felt a lot of weight for the decisions that I've been making lately. And uh, I just want to make it clear that we're all in this together. Affirmative. Affirmative. I give a thumbs up with my sword arm. Damn it. The door behind us gets melted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I have to get used to that. <laughs> so we'll um, say if there's no further intervention that Horace and um, his tiny team will be on their way to the rendezvous point. Yeah, and can we can we make sure that there's some sort of navy ship behind them? Um, you want them to hold back and wait for the Navy to come through the ring and then have them go together? Yeah, I would I would rather not send them out them. alone. They need yeah. some backup. They won't be able to get home without a ship. Yeah, we're not going to hang them out to dry. Sure, sure. Uh, yeah, go ahead and roll quick insight for me. Okay. Uh, 15. All right, yeah. Uh, you know that that is probably wise. The other side of that coin is the presence of a Navy ship could spook the deal. Ah, uh, they know who they're up against. Why would that change any of the circumstances? Affirmative. Fair. Okay, cool. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> so says Xandar, so say we all. So say we all. <laughs> yeah, I'm half expecting him to get spooked regardless. What a coward. Remember when he ran away? Yeah, he peed his pants. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that was canon. Um, so then uh, Horace and his team will take the their ship out. They're going to wait by the ring for the Navy to come, and we'll say that you do. Donnie will handle all the back-end coordination with one of the ships. Good. Good. I would like to make... Can I just, like, make another religion check around Donnie? <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it was Arcana, though, right? That's why you failed. Oh, <laughs> probably. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I, you know, it could be religion or arcana. I don't give a fuck. Yeah, go for it. Um, okay. Um, I just, now that we're, now that we're back together, like, sort of, like, as, like, um, arrangements are, are being that made. That was so I don't, catty. That's why you failed. That's why you failed. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> um, but I will make a, a quick check. That is an 11. I'm not meant to know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think you think that this power, you can sense it. It's not like you're you're confused about that. It's undeniable. Uh, but it just kind of is an enigma to you. Um, it's pulsating with an energy that, you know, it's it's right at the back of your memory, but it's just, you're not sure what it is. But similar um, to you, it seems to come from a source outside of Donnie. So Donnie is not inherently magical but is drawing magic from something that is. Um, I will just put a hand on his shoulder. What? Um, I just wanted to... I'm very glad to see you. I was worried that we wouldn't. Yeah. I'm glad to see you too, Hart. Are you all right? <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, I've been... I'm, I'm concerned about all of this, but I think I'm handling it well. I think I'm fulfilling my responsibilities, and yeah. Beyond your responsibilities, though. Uh, persuasion. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's fair. 
Um. Uh. Ten. <laughs> I'll just um contest that with deception. Deception. Yeah, I'm doing just fine. All right. Thanks for checking in. But affirmative. We got bigger if fish you to fry. Ever need anything? Let me know. Yeah. Sure. And then I will uh, go meet up with my friends. Can I call the crew over to the uh the whatever it was like the door that was painted? It's a what was it? It was like murderer or something like that. Yeah, murderers out the airlock, yeah. Murderers you at the, the full airlock. crew? Yeah. I want everyone okay, cool. there. I call <laughs> them on the intercom at like a cool principal. The loading dock is within minutes filled. I say I'm not going to take too much of your time. We have too much shit to do. But something I want to make very clear is that we can't be doing this shit. You understand that the missions, the things that we're doing to put our lives on the line, the things that we're doing are to make sure that you survive, your people survive, you, your people survive. If, if we don't succeed at this, there won't be any prisoners. There won't be any, any dwarves. There won't be, there won't be anyone. Not even you, or you, or you, or me. So, if you don't believe in that, if any of you don't believe in that, then you might as well just be sitting on a planet waiting for the end. And you can get off the ship. I'm not done yet. (laughs) Sorry, really quick, really quick. Um, And you can get off the ship. But the people who want to make sure that you can keep your family safe, yourselves safe, and others that are not monstrosities, you should stay. And that's Roll persuasion. Uh, not persuasion. Uh, performance. Can, can I... Uh, I don't want to cheat the system too much here, but can I give Carlos an inspiration point for doing that because that, like, takes the, like, responsibility... Like, a, it took a lot of weight off of Xandar's shoulders mm-hmm. to have someone else step up and handle something. Absolutely. Thanks, buddy. Not that you guys don't step it. up and handle <laughs> stuff all the time. No, 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 it makes sense. Yeah, and especially nice. like in this situation, you don't want the Githyanki to have to deliver the space racism speech. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Mm, yeah. yeah. This is you want it to be the human. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, I don't mind if we lose crew, if those crew members are doing this kind of shit on our ship. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm making the ship now. Uh, that's a 17. Nice, nice yeah. Yeah, you say that, and immediately after you stop talking, you hear and see Orion sort of pop up in front of you. Thanks for teeing that up, Rain, because this is something that has been close to my heart for a long time. You know, I've been traveling the void for a long time now, and there's all sorts of different people out there, but there's one thing I know is that we're all scared. We're all just so fucking scared of staring out into that endless void. And it's that fear that brings people together. That's how you fight it. We do it together. We do it as a crew. You know, I've served on a few crews. But nothing like this. Take a look around you, around this room. Look at this talent. This is what it means to be a void fairer. Let's hear it for rain. And um, I'm like clapping a little bit, like, like, <laughs> like slow clap. But yeah, yeah, people start like clapping out. He's back! Wow, he's we did back. it! He's been watching he's so much TV. Yeah. How heroic! <laughs> he turns yeah. to you. Oh, how was that? Any notes? Oh, uh, no, that was fantastic! That was it's great. Yeah. That was awesome! Oh my god, you're so cool. 
It's, so it's cool. good to have you back. Well, thanks, Warfare. I've been working on it. I'm feeling a lot more like myself, and by that I mean the self that you have told me to be. It feels mighty fine. Good. Good, Hell yeah. yeah. I tried to put yeah. my hand on his shoulder. You Hell yeah, Voidfair. <laughs> Shall I set a course? Yeah, absolutely. Hey, you know what? Is there a copy of you on the clipper? No, I don't believe so. I'm the only copy of me I know that exists. I can copy myself. Uh. uh. <laughs> well, yeah. it out, maybe. I don't think you can copy yourself. I think other people can cop- put copies of you into other things. No, I never thought about it like that. He's going to roll a check. Wow. There could be more of me. Now that is interesting. Uh, May I have permission? I know what you said earlier, but I think I am more confident. Can I access the net? Negative. (laughs) Oh, very well. Not because of you, but we are... uh, The greater threat exists on the internet, and if it were to catch wind of you, you're a very valuable resource, and it would try to corrupt you. But what if I could replicate myself endlessly? I could be everywhere. Orion, you're just going to have to trust us on this one. Well, fair enough. Shall I copy myself to your clipper? We'll hold off on that. Sorry, I spoke out of turn. Plus, you're one of a kind, Orion. (laughs) Now ain't that the truth. And he winks and disappears. Huh. Sweet. I turn to the other two and be like, that was a close one. Ooh, <laughs> oh my God. We, almost, we almost caused another apocalypse. Yikes. <laughs> that would have been crazy. <laughs> goes so naturally for you. <laughs> um, all right, then. The Corsair will set a course to the last known coordinates of the Gobbler, the same location that Red Reggie and the Star Corsair goes to. Um, right. Anything else before you go? I think just as part of that, like... Um, team bonding thing like if no one left uh assuming no one left i i just start cleaning the thing the the paint mm-hmm. yeah i'll help oh you yeah you see you go to do yeah. it and you see henley there with a bucket of soap I, I i didn't do this but i'd like to take the initiative that's why you're second in command <laughs> for engineering you're way down the totem pole in like the, the whole thing. But. No, so I, I'm a piece of shit. Uh, there's, a little, there's a little girl in the engineering corps. Uh, yeah, is she doing anything messed up? Or She has a tattoo on her forehead. Oh, yeah, don't worry about that. That, uh, But she's not like messing with the system or anything, right? Oh, uh, she says that she has authorization to make some modifications. So I assumed since she was with you... Okay, this is what I want you to do, and this is an order. Uh, let her feel like she's free, but don't let her adjust any part of the system. Do you understand? May I be frank? Yes. She scares me. <laughs> well, I'm the bigger version of her, so... Yes, you are just... You are just as intimidating, of course. Uh, sure, Slightly I will uh, inform the rest of the engineering team, yes. Okay, thank you. I'm trusting you on this one, Henley. All right. Um, he begins cleaning up the um, graffiti as you all blast through the circle on your way to 
Wait, where are you going? <laughs> the gobbler, no? Yeah. On yeah. our way to... I forgot what system that was. <laughs> the Art? void. The... Uh, 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 creature system. We haven't been there yet. Oh, yeah, 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 the map. Yeah. That's fun. You blasted the creature system and you, um, your console, um, you're all in your different uh, positions as this could break out into a firefight at any second. You know mm-hmm. the creature system is contested. And as you're flying through to your coordinates, you do get a good glimpse of Basteria the um, planet, uh, the, the, the largest planet in this system, and the home to um, many Bastardians. Um, you've met several on your journey, including um, Scoot in his skedaddle, mm-hmm. um, including the uh, counselor that you met back on Fay Crossing. And you see a planet on fire as war has landed on Bastaria. Mm-hmm. That's where we'll stop for now. Damn. Mm-hmm. Damn. Wild Oh, we handled a lot of tough themes in this episode. Is everyone okay? Mm-hmm. It's okay. Yeah, if yeah. I'm okay. I'm Good. I'm warm. It's um, it's hot in my apartment. Mm-hmm. Oh, it's yeah. hot. It's hot oh, in it's Chicago. Hot. hot girl summer. Okay. Hot girl summer. I think we want to have a hot pod summer. <laughs> <laughs> Where can they find us? That was good. You can yeah, have a hot pod good. summer where all the hot pods go. The internet. Hey. You can find us on uh, social media at The Pod Has Been Cast uh, on Instagram, Reddit, YouTube, Patreon, and our website. You can also follow us on Twitter and TikTok at The PHB Cast. And you can use all of those social media platforms to um, tell your hot pod friends to listen to our hot pod. Hot pod, hot pod, hot pod. Carlos, are there any hottie potties we need? <laughs> Fuck me. <laughs> Howdy, potties. We should be saying thank you to this week. We want to say thank you to our fans again because uh, I just realized as you were saying Hot Pod Summer, I'm like, damn, if you're hearing the phrase Hot Pod Summer, that means you've made it all the way to episode 74 or whatever this is. So, yeah. like, great. Thanks. Welcome. So glad you're here. So glad you're here for the hot pod summer. Um, and make sure your friends catch up to the hot pod summer. So just make sure that they uh, they know that we exist. That would be nice. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, baby. This summer's going to be a real scorcher. <laughs> but it isn't the blazing sun or global warming that's keeping my temperature rising. No, it's the burning statues that adorn the home of patrons. I'm talking about these smelted copper statues still glowing with amber heat that keep this podcast going like Luca Eric Payne, Desmond Universe, Warren Daly, Jonathan Niatsky, Arlo Howard, Carl O'Scatlin, Adrian, the bad boy of the internet, Olives, Todd Allworm, Michael Sepcott, Thomas Squires, Matt Hunter, Sam Weissman-Holler, Zach Schley, Zacharias Zimbal, Time Turner, Aaron Sillick, David Moreland, Thomas Boeing, Sarah Witherington, Elijah Sloan, Sarah Harrison, Jerrica Hookie, Hannah Beeler, Zelda S. Reyes-Strong, Nick Bromley, and my big brother Juan Hop on over to our Patreon, join us at any subscriber tier, and enjoy some extra.
extra special content. Yeah. Content so extra and so special, I can't even talk about it here. Uh, but you could get some some cool shit. You could listen to some more cool shit. Yeah. Uh, there's an album out there. Forgot about that. It's been a while since we talked about that. But there is a there is a oh, yeah. um, um and uh, stickers and all sorts of good stuff. So Ooh, get, get can on we make over there. a can we make a quick announcement? Um, okay. Uh, uh, new Pokemon episode is going to be coming out soon. Oh, yeah. 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 Yeah, you can catch up with our Pokemon one shot and any of our other diverse projects over <laughs> on <our> Patreon. <laughs> There's one corner of the world that stays about 105 all year long because it's so hot the over there. hottest boy around owns it. I'm talking about Robert's Corner. I'm a hot boy. <laughs> hot boy. <laughs> hot boy summer. Um, if you have uh, 12 minutes to spare, uh, yesterday I saw this really great mini documentary on YouTube called <laughs> Spitfire, the Michael Jordan of dogs. Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, small spoiler alert. This dog can jump over 30 feet. Nah. That is absolutely nothing. incredible. Insane. Yeah. yeah. So check it out. I was pretty impressed. It's also a little touching. Um, cool dog. Cool video. Cool dog. Well, why don't y'all jump the fuck out of my house? How about that? Okay. okay. okay bye. <laughs> bye. 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 <laughs>